Dreams to die, because we're talking about Rocky Five, the redheadedest of all redheaded stepchilds. Um, I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank, and this is the original Janksters. It is um, a very special episode. It is, I guess you could say, and that we're talking about absolute crap. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. <laughs> Finger guns. So our look at the uh, Rocky franchise has brought us to this week's entry, uh, where we're talking about Rocky V, the, the black sheep of the family for sure. Uh, a movie I don't think I've ever met anyone or heard any reviewer anywhere say that they actually like it. <laughs> um, it's god-awful in every way possible. Uh, this was a movie that came out uh, in 1990, so five years after the last one, uh, Rocky IV. Um, and... Boy, did, were the 90s not kind to this franchise, uh, especially as demonstrated in this movie. Um, this was intended to be the, the last Rocky movie for a long time, and it was until 2006 when they decided to come back with Rocky Balboa. But this was going to be the end. This was, you know, their attempt to end the whole franchise. And boy, is it disappointing. What a uh, send an ending, especially. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Stallone wrote this one again. But he brought the original director back, the guy who directed the first Rocky, which, I mean, as much as I was, you know, there's parts of that movie I would change. This was just terrible. And it was badly directed. So I don't know what happened to that guy in those 15 years or whatever it was, but he got worse. Or just he was trying to be super 90s and it did not work because this movie was awful. (laughs) I do appreciate I the 90s Sloan. music. I liked the the 90s rap. It reminded me of like Ninja Turtles 2 a lot. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. We're in it. We're in yeah. it to win it. it. It it didn't really fit with this movie, though. I will say that. It doesn't really quite. I don't know. Well, it, doesn't it doesn't seem very You know why it doesn't fit in this movie as, at all? It's because uh, this movie. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Hold <laughs> on. That's right. I was going to fucking name another one. All right, hold on. Keep talking. You're doing great. <laughs> I think what it was so, is yeah, uh, uh, because this movie was based right off, right off after the other one, wasn't it? Like a direct, yeah, like, sequel. It actually, yeah, it's, it it picks up right where the last one left off, even though they, you know, it's actually five years later in real time, <laughs> which is weird because the kid seems much much older, and uh, it's not even the same kid who played the kid in the last one. So it's just kind of weird. This uh, we should mention that the kid who plays Rocky's son in this movie is Sylvester Stallone's actual son, Sage. Uh, so that was nice, I guess, that he had his actual kid in there, um, who sadly passed away only a couple years ago. Like he died at like the age of thirty-four. Oh man, I did not just, know that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bummer because I guess like a lot of people were saying it was probably drugs, but I don't even think it was. I guess it was just like some kind of a heart issue 
he had like a, you know, some kind of a heart problem and just dropped dead at 34. So, I mean, that's sad and really kind of lends, you know, some extra sadness to the later movies yeah, to deal with Rocky and his son, knowing that the just real son, you know, in real life is no longer with us. Well, I want to do this really quick bit uh, before we start talking about the movie um, really <laughs> quick. So basically, uh, you know, in most in most cases, when there's movies that come out with numbers, uh after them there's some kind of a subtitle and i want to i want to start from rocky one now rocky one is just rocky so we can't really put a subtitle there that doesn't make a lot of sense but i'm going to kind of go through these really quick i just want your uh your opinion here so we got uh rocky two i subtitled that one rocky two the rematch i thought that one was appropriate uh rocky three or the creedening <laughs> could have done that rocky three bigger better blacker um so there's <laughs> There's Fair. That, that one. Uh, Rocky Four, The Cold War. I thought that one would be also uh, possibly appropriate. And I, what I did with Rocky Five, because I couldn't just settle with one, because it seems like this movie is broken up into multiple pathways. So um, I have five that I'd like, and then one kind of like extra credit one here. So I got here Rocky Five, Poverty in Philly, which I thought was appropriate, because obviously in the beginning of this movie, he has no money, um, <laughs> which I think is fun. Uh, Rocky Five, yeah. Oh, yeah. Legend of Tommy Gunn. So that <laughs> one's a nice little twisty question there of a subtitle um, that has nothing to do with Rocky at all. Uh, Rocky Five, oh. Son of Rock, because this movie has uh, more story based with Rocky's son. Um, sure does. Rocky Five, The Five-Year Walk Back from Moscow. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it took about five years to get back to Moscow. Obviously, you already pointed out the fact that his son is much older. Um, so I thought that that needed to that be. That movie on. probably would have been more entertaining if they just showed the five-year walk. Yep, probably. Probably something better would have happened. This one's probably my favorite. Rocky Five: The Mystery of the Golden Cuffling. Because... <laughs> I've watched four other movies oh. and never, never once has that ever even showed up. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the extra credit one, um, Rocky Five, Double Dukin. This is where they introduced a second Duke into the franchise. So yeah. Apparently Sloan loves the name Duke. <laughs> it was just not enough to have one person name that. And it's weird because like his name is George Washington Duke. So yeah. it's kind of a throwback to the Apollo, you know, costume from the first one. Yep. It made zero it's like, sense. Wait a minute. What are you doing here? <laughs> but yeah there's uh oh god I, there's so many things we have to complain about with this movie but you definitely hit the nail on the head there with the right from the beginning of this movie it's just awful and depressing and unlike the other rocky movies where it's like a nice underdog story and maybe things are bad at a certain point in the movie but by the end he's he's persevered and he's come out all the better in the end not in this one <laughs> his life is arguably worse at the end of this movie than even in the middle of the movie. It's just downhill and downhill and downhill. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Especially coming off of Rocky four, which is like the man's greatest victory, like the highest point of his career, which I mean, it, it was very sad what happened to Apollo for sure. But overall for his career, that was a huge thing that made him a household name in like every country in the world, pretty much like he's now the biggest thing in boxing to now start this movie with just taking everything away from him and just kicking him in the nuts repeatedly with every fucking thing that happened is so sad and disappointing. And I hate it so much. Yeah. I think what makes it worse is like, 
he he didn't ask for money with the fight with uh, Drago, so I was like, well, he's not going to get uh, money from that. And then uh, yep. he, he also got the living shit beaten out of him tr- from Drago, so now he's suffering from weird post-traumatic stress syndrome, so he's dealing with that and the shakes and physical... Yeah, he's, got, he's got actual brain damage. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like dying from the inside, basically. But you know, whatever yeah. we're cro- we've crossed that bridge here now, um, and now and now he's poor um, because of his piece of shit, piece of shit. I've hated him from the very beginning of this movie because of Polly, uh, not from the movie. I'm sorry, Although the franchise. It's, it's not really Polly's fault, to be honest. No, because it's, it's fault. Rocky's fault. It's Rocky's because- money. Yeah, but Polly. It's not like Polly gave the guy power of attorney. He had Rocky sign the form. Because the because the accountant said here Rocky needs to sign this. I don't think either of them knew what the fuck it was. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who cares? But then he I, I lost all of his money, and then he had to sell Which, all again, of his belongings. That's another thing. Is like, oh, oh, you lost all your money, but we're gonna kind of gloss over how exactly it happened. We're just gonna say, yeah, you lost all your money. We're not really gonna go into what exactly happened, why you lost this money. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, that happened. It's like that's that's so disappointing. Yep. And how did his accountant take all the money and do that and put it in some investment that went bad? That, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. Doesn't make any sense. Who would do that? It's the nineties. It's not supposed to make sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then Rocky has to sell off all of his stuff, like his house and whatnot, which is weird because he's in so much debt. I'm surprised he even got a house in Philly in the first place. So I would imagine all that money that he made from selling all his shit probably went into his debt hole. Which is like a Christmas well, they sock. Br- they briefly, <laughs> yes. briefly mentioned that Polly held on to the old, old house because he was planning on making money off of it mm. some at some point. Gotcha. So they didn't buy the house that was basically Polly's old house. <laughs> gotcha. Weird, but all right. I'll accept it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he sells basically all of his shit. And um, before, oh God, I hate this, but be, I don't even want to explain this movie because this movie is so bad. But before yeah. he even does that, when he gets back from his five-year trip from Moscow, uh, he, the, we meet up with this Duke guy during this interview because everybody's all like, oh, yeah, Rocky, you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this Duke guy shows up and says, well, you're going to have to fight to this guy. You're going to have to fight to this guy here. <laughs> and he's trying to like do all of this crazy like advertising to try to get Rocky to do another fight. But at this point, he already knows that there's something wrong. He doesn't know that there's brain damage, but he knows that something's wrong. And Adrian also knows. Yeah. And Adrian doesn't want him to fight. She wants him to retire, you know, rightfully so. You know, she's seen him in a really bad state and uh, definitely don't want to see him again, like naked. That being said, I never <laughs> want to see Stallone's ass in another movie ever again. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Good news. It's now in every movie he's ever made. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so then we are in, uh, you know, the the times of where now this Duke guy wants to do this advertising and really kind of publicize him up to get this fight going, to really Duke make a is, bunch of uh, money. Yeah, Duke is essentially, you know, the, the fictional version of Don King, where he's very shady and always, you know, waving the American flags and being like, only in America, only in America, and being all over the top and shit, but really, really he's just a scumbag, and he, like, like, the real Don King is really a shady dude. He comes off as this like likable guy, but he like has probably murdered people, or at least had them killed, <laughs> all, all in the name of promoting these fights and you know doing weird shady shit in the boxing world. Yeah, yeah, and that's what basically this guy is. He's just just rooting this stuff for basically just to get a bunch of money. Uh, that's all he cares about, and you yeah. kind of get that idea and sense like 
basically from the beginning of the movie. Let me pull up a chair real quick for my friend, my <laughs> feet. Um, but basically, um, we then move past that. This is where we see the whole. He lost his money. He's losing his mind. He's lost all of his op. Uh, uh, you know, all of his, um, all of his shit. But he does tell his son, <laughs> which is another storyline. God, do I hate this movie? Um, another storyline <laughs> in this movie, which I don't care about at all. But basically, he just tells him that um, he, you know, he kind of wishes he was him because when he he was growing up, before he even knew he was losing all of his money, before he was growing up, he didn't have anything, and his kids got all this stuff, and it's nice stuff. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> this movie sucks. So I know. I hate the kid. Uh, his kid, the kid was fine. I just hated the storyline. I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit about this. I don't care about this. I hate that the kid starts off with just a normal people accent, and then within a few months, he's got already a, a <laughs> Philadelphia, New York accent somehow. And then, I was, well, he turns into a total brat like real quick, and all of a sudden, he's just got an earring and shit, and he's smoking. <laughs> he like goes from zero to sixty like real quick the in only, terms of being a. a Whiny Brad. The best part of this movie, which it's it's the only I think the only no, there's one other part in the movie that made me laugh, and I definitely laughed <laughs> pretty hard at it. And I wish I wrote it down because I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was pretty mm. funny. Um, <clears throat> the only way I'll find out is rewatching it. <coughs> you um, should never do. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But is the part where. Uh, Rocky's kid uh, gets the 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 golden cuffling from Rocky, <laughs> and uh, he's yeah. like, oh, "Oh, how does it look?" And he's like, "Oh, you look like the daughter I always wanted." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that was, that was a great moment." <laughs> that part that made was me pretty laugh. awesome. Yeah, um, at least I mean the last scene of this movie is fine. <clears throat> I don't have any problems with the last scene. I actually I liked cut out everything else. I liked the whole relationship with Rocky and his son. I wish it was called Rocky Five: The Son of Rock or something in yeah. that vein because it was cool watching his son grow up. I didn't give a shit about this Tommy Gunn guy, and after I didn't give a shit, I really didn't give a fuck about this movie after he turned on Rocky. I was like, really? <laughs> and then I really really didn't give a shit at the end of the movie where they did the street fighting. I'm really kind of just skimming through <laughs> most of this fucking movie because this movie is really bad. Basically the premise yeah. is Rocky wants to start, uh, he wants to get the boxing gym back up and going. He does that. This guy named Tommy gun gun shows up. He says, Hey rock, I want you to manage me. Rocky says, yes, they do a bunch of fights. He wins all the fights. He becomes 22 and no, but Duke wants to now take, uh, this, Tommy Gunn guy to put him in a title match against this new new title uh, heavyweight champion because Rocky's retired. So Tommy beats the shit out of him. He becomes heavyweight, but everybody still sees him as uh, he keeps calling himself a robot. I don't remember anybody saying yeah. robot, but I heard it's like it was pretty in much like Rocky's the newspaper shadow. headlines and stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's, he's pretty much just. I think they, it, they mentioned that uh, some of the papers or some of the press are calling him the Clone Ranger. Yes. He's just. The clone of Rocky and stuff like that. Yeah, so, you know, he's winning all these fights and stuff like that, and he beats this heavyweight champion, becomes the new one, but he he doesn't feel like he's getting the respect that he, he deserves uh, because he did train under Rocky's name, um, which, who gives a shit? I mean, it's, I don't know why everybody started booing him. Why did everybody boo him after he won the title, <laughs> the title fucking, the, the belt? Did everybody boo the because- other guy? They knew he was uh, turning on Rocky, basically, that he Rocky wasn't there to, to train him that time because, you know, 
he had betrayed him and they all love Rocky. Man, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I mean, that I'm the not entirety... defending it because this movie is god awful, but <laughs> that's that's why. Uh, yeah, the problem, one of the main problems with Tommy Gunn is this is the movie where they kind of kicked off a, an ongoing thing, where they're like, instead of getting actors and training them to become boxers for these fight scenes, let's just get actual boxers and have them act, which uh, doesn't really work all that well a lot of the time. <laughs> You don't get as colorful characters as you did with like Apollo Creed and Clever Lang and Ivan Drago. You just get this guy who really can't act very well. Uh, Tommy Morrison is the guy's real name. He was an actual boxer and uh, he just was not good. <laughs> no, he's not a good actor. He's got a stupid looking 90s mullet going on. Yeah, he does. He just looks kind of fat all the time. <laughs> not even very in shape. <laughs> I mean, when he's fighting, it, it it is cool to watch him fight because it looks like because it looks like he can fight because obviously apparently he's a boxer. Yeah. But I mean, those yeah. those are exciting because that's the only time you're actually watching boxing in this movie is him actually boxing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I oh man, so he does all this fucking boxing bullshit, um, and Duke wants him to get the title, and he gets the title. It doesn't feel like he gets the respect. So then. Duke comes up with this plan to say, oh, well, you need to fight Rocky and you need to stop at no at no lengths. You need to insult him. You need to do all these crazy things to get him in the ring with you so you can earn that title. So Tommy, <laughs> uh, Tommy does the match and Rocky watches it on TV. So afterwards, Rocky takes off to the bar with Pauly to have a couple drinks afterwards. And uh, because Pauly betrays him on TV basically, um, I, which I, I won't even get to because I don't give a fuck. Um, but Wait, what did Polly do? Polly didn't betray him. No, 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 no. Tommy does on the TV. Oh, so yeah. Rocky becomes very sad. Um, uh, but he, you know, he doesn't let yeah. his emotions show, but Polly's like, Hey man, let's go. I, I, I need some company down at the bar. So, uh, rock goes with him to, uh, the bar and somehow Tommy Gunn and Duke knew where he was at. <laughs> That's not explained, but go, they go straight to the bar <laughs> after the match, and uh, Tommy calls him I'm, out. And uh, they could have been wa- looking for him for a while. You don't know, but yeah, it does seem a little uh, no, a little crazy. I know that right they didn't look for him that long because uh, Rocky even told Adrian, "I'm not going to be out that late." <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was either at the house, which it doesn't sound like he was actually at ever, or they went straight to the bar to go look for him. Well, either way, the movie's trash. So basically, Tommy calls yeah. him out. And Rocky's doesn't want to go out and fight him. He thinks it's stupid. And uh, Rocky goes back inside the bar. So Tommy follows him. And Pauly tries to intervene. It gets punched in the face. Rocky then at that point gets very angry. And then they're like, all right, then if we're going to fight, we're going to fight in my ring. And that's outside. So they start to have a street <laughs> brawl, which is just on another level. It really yeah. puts this, this franchise on another shit level. <laughs> so damn bad. I hate there it. There were so parts bad. of it I liked, like where he's like doing sweep kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, I what the fuck Rocky was that? that? What the <laughs> that fuck cool. was that? I didn't like that at all. That's not what any of this was about. He he straight up started fighting dirty before even Tommy Gunn started fighting dirty. I was like, really? <laughs> we're doing sweep kicks? Street fight. That's what you do. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was interesting, but that whole thing was shot terribly. I forgot that there was so much like sped up footage and shit. Like they were fucking like fast forwarding through parts of it. Like they sped everything up and it's just like when they cut back to like Mickey and stuff, it seemed like a nightmare sequence, not like a 
memory. Yeah. This is like some weird nightmarish thing, like out of like a Crossfire commercial. Just like some, and everyone's angry and all this stuff's fucking nuts. And the '90s were just not kind to this at all. They're trying to be very modern, but it just it's so dated and so awful, and it's just brutal to try to watch because it's so fucking dumb. And not to you know mention that. He ends up fighting Tommy Gunn anyway. So he should have just fought him in the fucking ring and at least gotten a payday out of this. Now he fought him for free and probably damaged his brain more than he would have fighting him in the ring, where at least he would have had gloves on. That's true. That's true. These are all true facts. Uh, I, I didn't even think about that, but yes, absolutely. That's hilarious. It's so upsetting. And to top this all off, he then punches Duke. Duke and sends him flying onto a car as Duke is saying, touch me and I'll sue. And Brock is just like, whatever. Sue, sue me, me for, for what? what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not how lawsuits work. They can still sue you whether you have money or not. They'll just take it out of every cent you earn for the rest of your life. Sue me for what though? You just fucked yourself. <laughs> no, but seriously, sue me. Sue me. What is Sue. <laughs> I knew a Sue once. She had a really nice head. Paulie tried to get me to hook up with her. But she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Uh, I mean, not to mention, like, why is Rocky poor? Even let's say they got rid of all his money. Like, there's so many options. This guy's, like, so fucking famous at this point. He can't, like, get to, you know, write a book about his life or sell his movie rights to fucking Hollywood. Like, you know, they'd be fucking dying for those movie rights. Like there's so many things they could no, do. He's he a can felon now. be on a fucking radio show. <laughs> That's what they kept saying. Oh, well, with this, with this track record you got, you don't even stand a chance with anybody else. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's so, I mean, just doing public appearances, he could probably make a bunch of money. It doesn't, <sighs> No, so man. there's no reason for him to be poor. He's got to wear the fedora no and go reason back other to the ring. <laughs> yep. It's so it's just so dumb. It was a nice rags to riches story. And then they, they decided, well, if we're going to end it, we got to have him go back to rags. And no one wants that. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Adrian wanted it. She's like, no, this is <laughs> fine. I'm okay. I could work with tropical fish. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sell the turtle food again. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty awful movie, though. I liked when he found her old glasses and put them on. That was crazy. Just to see how much they've changed. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, like it was just a terrible, terrible movie. And I feel like some of the ideas could have been okay. Like, the idea of Rocky being a trainer, you know, having to retire and be a trainer is cool. I definitely would have left out the brain damage, let him still be able to fight. He's just, you know, a little bit too old to, to really give it a shot. So he's like, all right, I'll, I'll be a trainer now. That's, that's an interesting wrinkle. The, uh, the fact of his like protege going bad and turning on him is kind of a cool wrinkle. Like that's nothing we, it was something we haven't seen before. Cause it's not like whoever he would fight would be as strong as like Ivan Drago. So you got to give it a good angle. Like, Oh, there's a personal vendetta here. Because you know, it was a guy he trained. So that would be an interesting angle. Yeah. If they left out the brain damage, left out the part where he goes poor, and he just tries to train this guy, and the guy, you know, gets seduced by the dark side, and they have to fight in the ring at the end and have a big fight to, you know, to 
so Rocky can teach his kid a lesson. Like, that would have been an all right movie. I wouldn't have had a problem with that. And you could just have, if you really want to have the stuff with the kid, he could be getting beat up at his fucking rich kid school. <laughs> That'd be fine. Whatever. I'm sure they have bullies there, too. I hated that the kid from Entourage was in that movie. I'm pretty sure that's the kid from Entourage. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it was the bully. I also hated <laughs> that the bully became friends with the kid about a day or two later. Oh, I know. He beats the shit out of him. They're just like, yep, you want to come over to my house? We're going to have <laughs> ice cream and watch, the, watch TV. <laughs> what the fuck? You Santa's stole my money and my and say, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I like his uh, his like little girlfriend. Just like for an Italian, you got an okay butt. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? That was so weird, and I hated that. It's like I hate why I didn't understand that at all. What the fuck does that mean? And why do I care as a a viewer of this movie? Now you're making me look down at his butt. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, that was very bizarre. But yeah, yeah, the. Dumb- dialogue in this movie was for the most part terrible that's why i don't even want to do like favorite like best quote of the movie because i can't really think of any <laughs> other than you look like the daughter i always want that's the best quote in this movie easily <laughs> or or that's the part true. where when he gets back to philly and the guy's like oh yeah he used to wrestle with whatever you know beat on somebody he's like oh yeah he used to have a nice head <laughs> i was like oh that, part, <laughs> that part's kind of funny too but yeah no that, that was pretty good um, but yeah, definitely the like, daughter thing. The kid's drawing of his French teacher. Yeah. <laughs> with the giant boob balloons. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, oh, something about your English teacher. And he's like, oh, he, she's hot too. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't let your mom see this. She don't really know much about French. <laughs> <laughs> this one de- definitely brought out how stupid Rocky was, though. He just said stupid yeah. shit throughout the entirety of this movie. He really did. It was all so dumb. And I mean, it feels it's so dumb that he like gave this fucking Tommy Gun kid uh, fucking Apollo's trunks to wear and shit like oh, that. I it's know. Like, oh, I know. That's just upsetting. Yep. And he eventually gives the kid the cufflink, but like at that point, it's I'd be fucking pissed if I was the kid. Yep. He it's almost... like you were gonna give. You said in front of me you were gonna give this to the fucking this other guy. Yep. Now you want to give it to me just because he was a dick? Well, if I'm going to wear it, I'm going to put it on as an airing. <laughs> I'm going to pierce my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll really be a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pierce my belly button. <laughs> and I'm going to use this stupid golden cuffling. I'm just going to pierce the piercing. I'm going to wipe my ass with it. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not very absorbent, but I don't even care. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's yeah. And then they actually got like Mick, you know, uh, Burgess Meredith to come back and shoot some more scenes. Yeah, his eyes but... got beadier. I couldn't believe how beady his eyes got. <laughs> yeah. And they wasted it on this fucking movie. It's like, God damn. Yeah. Just I don't know why they were thinking like this was the ending everyone wanted <laughs> for this series. <laughs> I wish you could just totally skip this one, except you need it just for the fact that he's poor again once we pick up in Rocky Balboa. Although he has more money in there than here, luckily. Oh, I, not as I honestly, poor, man, but... I'm looking forward to Rocky Balboa because I just want to see that, how they get out of this fucking slump. Yep. And it, I mean, it opens up a huge plot 
Oh, obviously with Rocky Balboa, because I think you saw Balboa before, right? Yeah, but I Brian don't remember Esselini's... a single fucking thing about it. Not a single thing, minus the fact that he's an old guy who fights a young guy. That's it. That's all I know. Yes. So obviously, yes, you know he does fight somebody in the next one, meaning they don't really address the whole brain damage issue. No. Nope. <laughs> they only briefly mention it. That's why. it's just kind of like, well, whatever. I'm I looking do forward to this one just because I want to see uh, what they even say about it. I don't know if they address it at all. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Not really. Oh, oh. <laughs> what about his eye? Did they address his eye? <laughs> nope. No, okay. Uh, what? Uh, but he is in a wheelchair. And he just kind of rolls around, <laughs> punches people in the dick. Perfect. That's, <laughs> That's exactly how reach. I see him. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... This was uh, this was a tough outing. Mm-hmm. I definitely remembered why I haven't watched this one in years because it's fucking brutal. It's bad. I mean, I kind of like how over the credits they had like shots from all the different movies. I don't care. But when the end credits are your you know your selling point of a movie, that's not good. It's just pictures. It's just pictures that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. So I think even Stallone realized that he dropped the ball on this one. And I guess he, he, you know, later said, you know, yeah, I wasn't as involved in that one as I probably should have been. I was focused on other things. Like, well, you fucked up. <laughs> Bad movie. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, do, so we got past the quotes. Uh, I already kind of <laughs> know what happens in the next movie because that's the only one I've seen. So I'm not going to really say what I think is going to happen because I already know. Um, I would say probably best, um, final girl, I would say probably Rocky's son. (laughs) The daughter we always wanted. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Oh, what, what is, uh, what's, what's your rating on this movie? Uh, One to 10. Probably a two or three. It's right down there (laughs) with, uh, the second one. I mean, that's terrible. How you can even put this in the same rating as two is ridiculous. Because two's not that great. This one's not that great, but at least there's moments that made me kind of (laughs) chuckle. Oh, man. But two had the condominiums. (laughs) There was one moment, yes. A couple of other funny lines. I really, really (laughs) hated that whole entire fucking sequence of commercials, though. I really did. God, did I I love that. that. That's such good comedy stuff right there and i like him reading that's comedy in itself oh god the <laughs> reading was so <laughs> it went on forever you lie good <laughs> oh man let's not talk about two again stir up bad memories <laughs> but yeah it's probably okay. down there with one definitely two i would say it's like a two i'd probably say it's just a little bit lower because at least two kind of gave you somewhat of a story where this one there was too many goddamn stories and they were all bad yeah that's true. So it's one lower than two. I think I gave two a three. Maybe Dang. it was a two. No. Can't even believe it's that close. I, <laughs> I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was like a two or, yeah, maybe three. We'll just say that two was a huh. three. That way I can give this one uh, a two. Okay. It wasn't completely unwatchable. <laughs> it was better than what I thought because I, I know that the hype on this one was so bad. So I went into it thinking it was going to be terrible. And there was parts where I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. And then there was parts where I was like, oh, God, this is so goddamn bad. Um, <laughs> I think, like you were saying, that there could have been some redeeming factors that could have made this better. But 
there's just so much stuff that brought it down. But I did see that there was things in this movie that I thought were interesting and cool. Um, like callbacks to the other movies with the fedora and stuff. That was cool. Rocky kind I yeah. mean, it's shitty that he went back to being poor again, but it was cool seeing him in his old getup. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, I liked how he kind of just went back to being a bum <laughs> after he found <laughs> out he was poor. I was like, oh, I'll go. Um, so that was cool. Um, I liked the fact of him being a manager. That was cool. I liked how he got so excited yeah. when he was talking about, you know, the things that Mick taught him. That was cool. It's just there's a lot of cool stuff mixed with too much bullshit, and I think that's where this movie yeah. just drops. Um, yeah. yeah, it had some good ideas. It just all the follow through was not good. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's sad. Indeed. All right. Well, at least it's gonna get better the next movie, so that's good. <laughs> I, I think I remember. No, I don't. I don't remember. I just remember black boy, <laughs> black boy, and white boy, and they fight. <laughs> Yep. Rocky Balboa 6, yep. The Oreo. <laughs> the Reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Rocky's too old. Rocky gets hooked on the smack. <laughs> he ends up getting his arm taken off. <laughs> Adrian, you don't want to know what happens to Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Is she in the Rocky Balboa? I can't even remember. No, she's dead by the time that one starts. Like the actual actress or... No, just uh, the character. Oh, just that's what I out, thought. I, <laughs> I thought that she, I thought that she died or something like that. But I was like, man, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Sad. So this is the, the last time we see Adrian <laughs> in this terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> oh man, one of the titles was almost the whiny wife because she is <laughs> so bad in this movie. Every other thing she was in was like uh, this almost one, horrible, she wasn't but, that bad. Oh god, this movie was awful because of Adrian. Just so much whining. No, Rocky, no. She even somehow like appeared and just somehow faded in from across the street <laughs> to stop another Duke being Duke. And it's just like, where the fuck did you come from? How did you even know they were there? Then you're just gonna start whining and go, No, Rocky, no. Like, no, you shut up and go back with your fish. <laughs> Rocky's dealing with I mean, this, and you even take his uh, his gajonis away. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was a good line. Uh, I wouldn't be more mad about that, except she was kind of right about everything in this movie. It doesn't matter. Like, Don't she come was in whiny, here. But she wasn't wrong. Oh God, I hated it. She could have gone any other direction. I loved, I loved what they did in the 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 third one. But God damn, this one. Yeah, Rocky, too. You gotta get brain dead. Oh God, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, but she's she's right, I so care. I can't be mad at her. I can't. I don't want him to have brain damage. That makes me so mad. He doesn't. I love this character. He doesn't. He never I don't does. Like him having he brain have damage. Eye damage. He doesn't have upset. brain damage. He doesn't have any damage. None of it sticks. <laughs> Just has ass damage. <laughs> his legs just hurt from the walk from Moscow, but that is it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, let's go into the bracket. All right, let's do this. Bracket time. The long-awaited mystery bracket, and I can now reveal the secret topic. It's a topic that we—I guess it's appropriate that we're doing on the week that we're talking about the one movie. And the Rocky franchise that came out in the 90s, because uh, it's a 90s themed uh, bracket here. 
It's musically oh. based, but we're not going to have to listen to clips, hopefully, because um, I don't have any clips. <laughs> Probably good so <laughs> hopefully you know all these songs. Oh, uh, it's going to be the bracket of 90s one hit wonders. Oh, OK. Mm. Hopefully I do know all these. So we've got to, try... to sing them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The old fashioned way. <laughs> we're going to try to whittle our way down to the best one hit wonder of the 90s. All right. Let's kick this off. I went through, uh, I should say, I combed through a lot of lists online, tried to find a lot of, you know, ones that were on a lot of different lists. Uh, so that it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I think this is on there. But a lot of people seem to, you know, put these on, on their lists. Um, so we're going to start off with the one side here. Our first matchup, we've got Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Is it Kiss Me? Beanie the Milky okay. Twilight. Right. Amy, the bearded barley, whatever the fuck that is. All right. No, my barley has a beard. Uh, versus Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. I don't know what that one is. I smell sex and candy. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Who's okay. that lounging? <laughs> mm. I'm going to go with Kiss Me because I like the way that that ends. Kiss me, new, 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 I like that part a yeah. lot. So, of those two, I would say that is probably the catchier one. So, I'm I'm cool with that. Good. Got no beef with that. No bones or beans with that. No bones or beans. Uh. <laughs> this one's tough for me. I get the feeling it won't be for you. Uh, um, but we've got Harvey Danger song, Flagpole Sitta. I don't know it. Oh, you know that song. I had visions. I was oh, yeah. my yep. looking into the mirror. Yep. <laughs> um, versus the Friends theme song, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. The first one. <laughs> but the Rembrandts have clapping. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> God damn it. That was not uh, even technically right, a full blown uh, song. That's just an intro to a song. No, no, it or is a show. legit song. Like they play that on the mix all the time, <laughs> especially back in the nineties. It is a full blown song that they. I just know it is. I know it's a full. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, but nobody really listens to it as a song. Just did the intro of a show, <laughs> except for you. Don't you ever I, say I. I know. <laughs> Damn you! All right, next one. This. This one's uh, this one's easy to me. You got you get what you give by the New Radicals. I don't know it. <laughs> you know that song's like "Don't Let Go." You got the Dreamers' disease. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Versus an even better one. What is love? I had away. What is love? <laughs> yep. That one's obvious. If there's techno music in there, that's 90s to me, and I like it. <laughs> I agree. Can't, can't, that's going to be a tough one to beat overall. Um, okay. Next up, Eagle Eye Cherry with Save Tonight. Mm, that's a good song. Yeah. Versus, oh, this, this my freak your bean. This is going to be a tough decision. Dirty freak. Versus the Verve with Bittersweet Symphony. Mm. 
I knew. I knew that's going to just murder your insides. What was the first one again? I forgot. Uh, save tonight. Save and fight. tonight. Break it down. Until the break not come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gonna save. So the problem with these two being paired up, that one's catchier lyrically, but the other one's catchier <laughs> musically, and both of them can get stuck in my head. Yeah. I think I go... I go Bittersweet Symphony, I think. Oh, man, I was leaning towards like, Save I, Tonight. Oh, man, oh. I was hoping you were... Oh, no. <laughs> have to roll. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. I'm going to say Save Tonight, because I just that song gets stuck in my head more than the Verve. But, I don't know, they're both really good songs. Okay, do you want odds or evens? Evens. Even Stevens is. Three. All right. You got it. <laughs> All right. If I knew this All was going to be a three, I would have chose odds. <laughs> you should have known from the podcast we did earlier. All I roll is three, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I one of these songs for sure next up i believe the band is deep blue something uh the song is breakfast at tiffany's okay i know that one uh and yep versus sir mix a lot baby got back oh come on man <laughs> i know come on <laughs> you know what's baby's gonna win always that. got back <laughs> yeah baby got back I hear that more. I hear that song way more than Breakfast at Tiffany's. Though Breakfast at Tiffany's is good. I have to go. I have to give it to my man Sir Mix a Lot. Yeah, that one eight hundred Mix a Lot. Kick them nasty thoughts. Baby got back. <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, this is a tough call. But next up, we got our main man Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby, mm-hmm. greatest rapper of all time. Versus debatable, <laughs> the band Rednecks, Cotton Eye Joe. I never put two and two. Some together. say if it had been Cotton Eye Joe, I'd have been married a long time ago. Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? <laughs> Where'd you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Oh man, why did these two have to get paired together? I know some of these just are are killer. But I did them all with a random number generator, so had to do had to live by the fates. Damn. Um, ice Ice Baby, I think, is going to do it for me. I love Kanye, though. Yeah, I agree. That is a very, very tough one. But, God, I love Ice Ice Baby. You, um, you studied oh. the lyrics to that one. <laughs> it's true. I do know far too many of them. <laughs> by many of them i mean most next up we got the uh the, probably the most used of all, all songs in talent shows for the late 90s i feel like every talent show they did someone did this song uh eiffel 65 blue yep parentheses D. and Another talent show, uh, you know, heavy rotation song. Whoop, there it is by t- Tag Team. Mm. 
I'll tell you exactly. And I'll also give you my reasons. I'm going to say, whoop, there it is, because that one reminds me of the 90s, where blue reminds me more of the 2000s. Oh, wow. See, I'm going the other way on that one. I love blue. I It's just a great song. I love it's whoop, a great there song. it is. The classic one. That's, uh, you know, one of those 90s jock jams for sure. But blue is just there's something cool and techno-y about it that I really like. So I think I'm going to have to go blue. Oh, God, I hope whoop there, because I'm not going to leave that one. That one just screams the 90s, where Blue I probably came out in 99, and is more it resonates more with me as a 2000s jam than a 90s song. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I want to say it was around there, maybe 98 or 99, but yeah, right around the end of the century. Um. Okay. Do you want odds or evens? Odds. <laughs> Smart choice. Oh, five. It didn't roll a three, but it wasn't So, all right. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, Sorry, Blue. Whoop, I guess you were green, so you die. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, God, I can't remember the artist on this one, but next matchup is uh, I Love You Always Forever. I love you always forever, somebody. near and far. I near and far. I love that song. I have that one on my yep. playlist too. Yeah, a lot of these on my playlist. And, and oh, versus this is some tough competition though. Uh, versus the band Tonic with "If You Could Only See." If you could only see the way she loves me, then maybe you would understand. Maybe you would understand. God, it's um, a good song. Damn. <laughs> To me, I listen to that one probably more, so I would go with that one, but we'll see where you come down in this decision. Tonic for me. Gin and, and Tonic. Yeah, I'm going to go Tonic, too, because I do listen to that one more, but I do have both of them on my playlist. I think one day I just like decided to like look up a bunch of 90s songs, and all the ones that I just like, I just threw them on a playlist, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I love you always forever, with near ever, and far. Near and far, close and together. Yeah, that breakdown's so All good, right. though. Mm. <laughs> it is. That's, there's very tough calls in here, sadly. Um, okay, we're on the other side of the bracket now. We're going to work our way down with the first matchup is Closing Time by Semisonic. Yep. Versus Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Closing Time. That's a good song, too, but definitely Closing Time. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, but Closing Time is kind of iconic at this point. I can't knock that out in the first round. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that just wouldn't seem right. All right. Oh, this one to me is easy. Uh, we've got Jesus Jones with Right Here, Right Now mm-hmm. versus Republica with Ready to Go. Oh, damn. Baby, I'm ready to go. Oh. That's my choice. <laughs> yeah, that's my choice, too. Baby, I'm ready to go. Oh, man. You know, I don't have that one on my playlist. It should, just needs to be. Uh-huh. Good things are coming out of this. Yep. <laughs> and a hoop time clomping out. <laughs> All right, next matchup, we got The Divinals 
the little song called I Touch Myself. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep, I'm definitely voting for that one in any situation. Uh, versus OMC, How Bizarre. Oh, God, I don't like that song. How Bizarre. How Bizarre. <laughs> I'm going to go with the first one because I hate that other one so much. <laughs> oh, I like How Bizarre, but not nearly as much as I like touching myself. <laughs> I mean the song, I touch myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we've got the non-Disney version of Mambo Number no. 5. Because no one wants to hear that train wreck. But the original by Lou Bega and Mambo Number no. 5. And versus <laughs> uh, What's Up by the Four Non-Blondes. I don't know what that one is. Oh, yeah. I don't know that one. That was uh, the Anna Pray. Oh, my God, do I pray. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> that oh, what's one. going on? Yeah. Again, I because agree. Mambo number five reminds me of like the early 2000s again. Oh, man. You're all situated in different time periods. Well, I think what happened got- was is a lot of these songs <laughs> came out during the late 90s, and I didn't really start getting into music until the, the, the 2000s, basically, because – my whole life and probably yours for a good portion of the time was my introduction was either listening to metal for my dad, which was all right. Yeah. It's whatever. Or weird Al up until I think the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, where I started getting into more of th- that days, those years of actual music, basically. Yeah. Same. There was many years before I got on the right path yeah. to actual music on a path of something. Yeah, to making my own like choices on music. Um. Okay. Next bracket here we got "She's So High" by Tell Bachman. Oh God, I love that song. I know. That, do I have that one on my fucking playlist? Hold on, let me see. Oh, that better be. Yeah. She's so high, high me. She likes rugby. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I was on my playlist. We good. <laughs> the show can continue. Yep. <laughs> uh, versus Aqua's Barbie Girl. She's so high. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Oh, my God. I actually thought I was going to have to fight tooth and nail. <laughs> now, if it was the German version where they sound so angry, maybe I'd be into that. Ubangliebenglabenglobin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a. These are like two heavy hitters right here. Um, we've got Montel Jordan with "This Is How We Do It." This is how we do it. <laughs> it's Friday night versus Chumbawamba. Tub thumping. Oh God, damn it! These I know. Are so nineties. Oh <laughs> God. Damn it. I hate I don't want to get rid of either of them. Oh. These are like massive ones you still hear a lot. This is let's see if this one's on my list. <laughs> this is how <laughs> we do it. That's a high spell. This is how we do it. Who is it by Solid Base? Uh Montel Jordan. Oh, there it is. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chumbawamba because I really like that song. Yeah, 
that is one of those songs that just gets ingrained in your fucking head forever. <laughs> so they take their whiskey drinks and their vodka drinks. Yeah. Oh, man. I really had that song just stuck in my head forever. I really like it, but boy, oh, boy. Yeah. These are... Uh, those are two titans for sure. Oh, man. All right. We'll go with Tub Thumping on that one. Sorry. I was listening <laughs> to t- some Tub Thumping. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got No Rain by Blind Melon. Uh, I don't know that one. Uh, that's the, you know, the, like... All I can say is that my <gasps> life is pretty plain. I like that one. It's hard to yeah. believe that all of these artists have only got one hit wonders. Yeah. It's so true. It's weird, but, but all right. It's just the way it is. What's the name of that one? Um, That is No Rain. No Rain. Gotcha. No Rain by the Blind Melon. Versus... Is Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Oh, I love Torn. I know. Now we're Torn. I know. We are Torn. <laughs> oh, I would say Torn. That's really, really 90s to yeah. me. It's it's very good. Even though it's a cover, but it's way better than the original. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a cover, but I'm fine with it. Whatever. I know. I just learned that somewhat recently, too. I was like, what? I thought she made that song up. That was her one claim to fame, and it wasn't even her song. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Well, last uh, last original bracket here for this first round. We got the Venga Boys with We Like to Party, <gasps> a.k.a. the Six Flags commercial. Mm. <laughs> song. I love this one. Versus, I mean, this is, seems easy to me. This is a kind of a rollover victory. Uh, versus Unbelievable by EMF. I'm going to say unbelievable because again it's the same thing I'm having I'm torn with times where Vega Bus <laughs> was a 2000s thing to my brain where unbelievable was a 90s thing okay I think I have to go we like to party because I just I love that song it really gets stuck in your head as soon as you hear it oh then I'm fine with that I thought you were going to go the other way let's do we like to party okay it's just the we song. like the party. We like we like the Yeah, that's a fun one. That's late nineties. All right. Yep. Definitely. Very tail end. Um. All right. We're on to round two here. Round two matchups. Kiss me versus flagpole sitta. What was that one again? Uh, that was the Harvey Danger, the I envisions. I was I'm not sick, but Kiss I'm me. not well. Hmm. I think I I'd probably go flagpole sit up. I think. All right, you can roll the dice then. All right. Do you want odds or evens? Odds. Ooh, a four. Damn it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Next up we got What is Love versus Bittersweet. What is Love? Yeah, that's easy. And that one's that one's just a buzzsaw. It's gonna be tough to beat it. 
Yeah, that one's just going to chew through everything for sure. It's just, that's so good. It's such a great <laughs> song. Even still nowadays, it's still great. going to chew through everything like a puppy. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at that, yes. <laughs> All right, next up we got Baby, oh man. This is a titanic rap battle we got brewing here. Between Baby Got Back oh, here and it Ice is. Ice Baby. Yep. The baby battle. <laughs> <laughs> Baby battle. <laughs> it's ice versus booty. Who will win? Oh, man. Well, who do you think? Much as I want to give it to Vanilla Ice, I do love Baby Got Back. Yep, same here. That one's I, that that one's better for me. Yeah, I guess I really can't argue with that. Nope. Got my LEDs. Sorry, Iceman. <laughs> Word to your mother, though. Word to your mother. Word to my N-words. <laughs> Whoa. <clears throat> Next up, we've got... Whoop, there it is. Whoop, versus... there it is. <laughs> if you could only see... Very different song. See the way she loves me, maybe I would understand. I think. Oh man, if you could only see is probably a better. Well, it's not probably. It's a better song. If this was, if this was a bracket, which would be like, what's more '90s? I would say, "Whoop, there it is." Any day of the week, because that is straight '90s. That just reminds me of like watching the bulls when i was a kid and just like all the yeah. fun fun stuff during that decade but i'm gonna have to go with uh if i could only or if you can only see because i just i really really like that song and i still listen to it like uh like nobody's business probably heard it probably just a couple <laughs> days or a couple times the other day in one day because it's such a good song yeah because really if you is. can only see the way <sighs> Yeah, fuck. All right, I'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Yep, this is a bracket on best songs, not best 90s songs. Yeah, not most 90s of them all. Right. <laughs> most hip and radical. Oh, man, if that was the case, then yeah, well, there <laughs> it is for sure. <laughs> all right, back to the other side of the bracket here. We got closing time versus ready to go. Baby, I'm ready to go. Yep, I'm gonna go with that one. Baby, I'm ready to go. We're ready to go. <clears throat> yep. That's tough I love to closing time. It's a good one. But it's called Ready to Go. Your wet answers. <laughs> ready. Wow, this is this is a nice matchup. I like this I one. Have that. We've got I touch myself versus what's up. I already forgot what what's up is. Uh, and I said, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I, I said, hey, what's going <laughs> on? What's going on? I'm going to go with what's up. <coughs> um, and that's tough. That is really tough. I'm so torn. So can- oh, no, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, I guess we're gonna roll for it. I think I'm gonna go touch myself. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 just roll for it. Just roll for it. These ones just keep coming. <laughs> All right, would you want odds or evens? Odds. Ooh, it's a one. Yeah! I won. <laughs> I won. See what I did there. All right. Guess we'll find out what's up. <laughs> more. I touch myself. Have some more. <laughs> Okay, oh shit. Uh, we got She's So High Now With versus Tubbs. Oh, She's So High. <clears throat> best song, not best sound in 90s. Now, I love tub bumping. I love to get knocked mm-hmm. down and then get back up again. But She's So High is an amazing song. But you might upset Danny Boy. I don't give a shit. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I need to call her Cleopatra or Joan of Arc or Aphrodite. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'll go with you on that do, one. Do, do, do. She's so And now we finally get, get to be torn between torn and we like to party. We like to party. <laughs> I would say torn still. <laughs> I think I go with that too. Torn is just really good. It is. Nothing's right on torn. There's a lot of things all up up in here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why she's so torn. (laughs) I told you, not so many. (laughs) All right. That's why we I'm are in the, the semifinals. We're not, not really. Semifinals. Getting closer. <laughs> this is the uh, ultra final. Okay. Semi-automatics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Like Tommy, the machine gun. I hate it. I did like that nickname. I hated it. It was already oh. machine gun. Tommy gun is a machine gun. I don't need to know more about it. <laughs> Harsh critic. No, I'm not. That's a stupid name. It's already a machine gun. That's like calling. It's saying uh, King Koopa. Instead of saying King Koopa, you say King the Dragon Koopa. Well, I could see he's a dragon. I don't need a weird nickname. Koopa already makes it sound like it's a dragon kind of thing. Okay. I don't know what language that is, where Koopa's dragon. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that Koopa means dragon. I'll come up with a better example later. (laughs) (laughs) That's like saying, instead of saying Sub-Zero, we say Sub the Freezer Man Zero. (laughs) We know that he does ice stuff. It's a pretty good example, but I think I would like him more if he was called that. (laughs) Sub the Freezer Man Ice Bucket Challenge Zero. Oh, 
It's a stupid name, All Tommy right. Gun. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, oh, we've got Harvey Danger's flagpole sitter versus what is love? What is love? I mean, what? Yeah, Abby. Um. Okay, now we got baby got back versus if you could only see. Ooh. Baby got back. Yep. In agreement there too. Don't have to put our dukes up because <laughs> there's multiple dukes. Double duking. <laughs> Double hadouken. Um. All right, we got ready to go versus what's up. Ready to go. Yeah. That is a solid one. I'm liking the final four so far. And now we got She's So High versus Torn. Battle oh. of those late 90s pop songs. Kind of poppy, uh. stuck in your head forever songs. She's So High. I think I have to be Torn. Both. Roll Something it. about Torn. Yep. No, Torn's great, All but right. I'm Torn. I'm going to go She's So High. Let fate <laughs> decide. Odds. Odds? Four. For nothing's right, I'm four. For Torn. <laughs> There's a lot of things way up inside of me. <laughs> God damn it, Natalie. I told you to stop that. That's why <laughs> I'm lying on the this floor. conversation today. <laughs> All right. Now we're in the semifinals. As we got our final four going against each other. First up, what is love versus baby got back? Oh, God. I was I was really hoping these two weren't matched up yeah. against each other right here. I would have loved them in that the finals. That final two. Yeah. I got to go What is Love. Yeah, Don't me too. I do. love What is Love. It's so good. <laughs> that is a groove and a half. And on the other side, we got the Battle of the Ladies. Ready to go versus Torn. Ready to go. Yeah. Torn, you did put up a good effort and got very far, but time for you to go. Making our final and ultimate battle between What is Love by Hathaway versus Ready to Go by Republica. Mm. Baby, I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm on the rooftop shouting out. <laughs> She's always on that rooftop. Shouting it out. Just shout. Oh. With her shout. Like Uncle Rusty's shirt. <laughs> Just shout it out. Hey, get out of there, Stain. <laughs> um. Um. This is hard, but it's got to be what is love. It just screams that... that I love those synths. It always reminds me of the 90s when I hear stuff like that. Like, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. What is that uh, style called? 
Oh man, I wish I knew what the actual. You said title it earlier. That style was. Um, Did I? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. Oh, are you talking about like jock jams? Yeah, jock jams. Yeah, it sounds very, very much like jock jams, where you start to hear like stuff like with the <laughs> crazy club music. But there's it's it's different from like nowadays club music, where there was certain yes. certain synths and certain bass and stuff that they would use in the songs that were just completely different, like than mm-hmm. the rest of the shit that you hear nowadays. It was just like you hear it and you're like, that's 90s. Like in the movie Blank Check, there's songs with no words in them, but you're just like, oh, God, that's so 90s. Or like in Mortal Kombat, you hear a lot of the songs in there. Obviously, the main one, that's that's Jock James. And then even in. That's uh, why I love the, uh, the Night at the Roxbury soundtrack. It's just chock full of all of that kind of stuff. And God, is it great. Like it really just takes you back. Those are like the songs I associate with like going to the roller rink because those are the songs they would always play there. See, <laughs> I was obviously too young to go like actual to a club, but that was like their you know the kid version of the club. Was the I roller wish rink. I did that. I never did the roller rink ever once in my life. Never. Oh, I went to an ice fun. rink once, <laughs> but that was when I was a yeah. teen. Those are fun. It's just so much more brightly lit there. Yeah. Isn't it? The cool, like, pumping strobe lights and shit. That sounds <laughs> they don't want fun. you to get, like, strobe blinded and cut your fingers you off or something. You talk to people at the roller rink. That was where I started straying. I was like, I can't talk to people. <laughs> That's why I played the X-Men arcade game there a lot. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a roller rink anywhere near Burbank. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. See? I wasn't even in Burbank. That was too far. <laughs> How am I supposed to get there? Walk or ride my bike? I'd have to get called back to take the garbage out. <laughs> They uh like they would have it like when I was going to school like they would have um whenever they had parent teacher conferences they would have a like roller rink party on one of those days because you get like a day and a half off of school so the the teachers can meet with the parents and shit and I think it was that full day like there was just a roller skating party so anyone mm. from the school district could go it was See, so much fun that was my problem because there was no days that I dreaded more than parent teacher conference days <laughs> those were the worst That's days true. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day where I was like, yep, today's the, today's going to start my grounding and or beating and or both. So it, roller rink wasn't on the top of my mind. It was how much underwear am I going to wear today to pad some of that? I hated parent-teacher conferences day with a passion. <laughs> so, so bad. See, see, we were at- on the opposite side of the fence because I liked it because I would get money for doing good. <laughs> like, oh, you get a good report card, Grandma. Grandpa would give you like five bucks or something. See, there was the big like, difference right. there. I never got money for that. <clears throat> just for the one time where uh, where I cleaned my room, aka just threw everything in the closet <laughs> and then I taped the closet shut and then I put white out on the tape <laughs> to have it blend in. And it worked. I just want you all to know that that worked. I painted white out on my masking tape so I can have it look like it was the white painted walls. It's <laughs> <laughs> so genius. I should have given you extra credit for that on your report card. No. <laughs> Coming up with these genius plans. I took that money and I went immediately to PJ's cards and I bought a bunch of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! And I don't even regret a single Money a well single spent. second of it. Yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I knew where all my cards are. I'm so glad that I gave you all my electric ones, and then thankfully, thank yeah. you, baby Jesus, for having most of them and giving them back. 
because that that was literally <laughs> all I had left. That's all I had left was just the those electric ones. I was like, well, you can have them. I still don't know where all of them went. <laughs> I know I got. I mean, I got most of them back from you, obviously. But I was like going through a lot of the uh, like these weird Pokemon pack openings through YouTube where they're opening up like the old. The old school ones. It's so cool to see like some I of the guess. cards from back in the day. It's like, oh yeah, I remember these. These are so cool. But yeah, now they're worth like a bajillion dollars. Greatest feeling. Just opening the pack and not knowing what's in there. I know, man. And then finally getting. I'm still. I still couldn't believe when we went to PJ's. I can't remember if it was you and me or <laughs> me and Ryan, or maybe it was you and Ryan with me. But I remember going to PJ's and uh, they just started doing the uh, the uh, rocket. Team Rocket packs. Oh yeah, the Team Rocket. Yeah, and they. Yeah. Uh, I remember looking in a magazine that either you had or Jimmy had or somebody had that they had a Raichu that they were going to release, and the Raichu. Oh no, it was uh, Lieutenant Surge's Raichu. I think. Oh, maybe it was Dark Raichu. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was one of them. I can't remember which actual pack it was, but I remember seeing it in a magazine, and all I wanted was that card. And when I opened that pack and got it, I ran around the parking lot. <laughs> numerous times screaming and then i just came to my knees and just couldn't believe <laughs> it was the weirdest thing i've ever felt in my life because it was something i actually was looking forward to and i got it because that never happens to me so when i got it i was just like yeah. just straight awe i was like god i can't believe that i got it <laughs> i mean it was different it was, there was a difference between me getting that right you and then me stealing jimmy's right you it was a big difference. So I was this like, one you earned. Yeah, I, I paid money for that one. The other one I just paid with more spankings. <laughs> and then I just lost paid it with more underwear. <laughs> so many spankings. Uh, but I've learned to never steal again. That being said, I steal all the time. I love stealing. <laughs> kind of have a problem. <laughs> I try not to steal anymore. But I can't help it. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Pokemon cards, yeah, it's good stuff. Where are we sitting at time here? Oh my gosh, what? It couldn't have been that long, I swear. No, dude, we're just over an hour. Oh, okay, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> Guess it's a shorter episode. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess real quick, man. I really thought we were like oh, way over two hours, and I didn't care. I was already in heaven. I was like, man, we got Rocky out. We got to talk about '90s music. This is good. Um, but yeah. I have to tell you this, and uh, it is board game related, so we'll uh, we'll go into board game segment here. But I'm really, really, I'm really, really psyched for this. So I knew that Millennium Blades was going to be coming out with a new expansion. Um. And they also had a small little very, very mini expansion on uh, what is called Board Game Geek, which is a huge board gaming-like hub for reviews and forums and all that stuff. Um, So I went on there and I bought the Board Game Geek uh, mini expansion that they had. You can only get it through Board Game Geek. And I was like, sweet, and it's board game related, which is cool. And that's the cool thing about Millennium Blades, which I don't maybe I should talk about real quick because I don't know if I have ever before. But basically what Millennium Blades is is a CCG, which is a collectible card game, (laughs) in a box it's supposed to give you this meta feeling which i guess ties segues perfectly with the pokemon thing it gives you that feeling Mm -hmm. with opening the packs and getting something really really cool um or really powerful and basically what you're trying to do during this shop phase of millennium blades is uh you know buy these cards and you know flip them over to see what you got 
basically. And you're trying to either make collections, which are like collections of different cards that have to do with each other, kind of like set collections where you're like, okay, I need a bunch of them with a fire type or a bunch of them with like a, a dark type. And then that'll build your collection out of different rarities. Or you're trying to take cards and buy them to put them in your deck so you can move on to the next phase, which is the tournament, where you actually use the cards to play, which is such an ingenious way. I mean, they could have left it with just the, the buying stuff phase, but then they added that second phase. <laughs> and you'd be th- yeah, you'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, but th- I mean, even the tournament's really, really cool because every single card's completely different. They're all unique and have all these different effects and stuff. I really, really like it. It's a super fun game. The cool thing that this game does, though, is they do parodies of things. So each set that comes out is like a parody of pop culture in some way. Like one set is like a Transformer set. The other one's like a weird like cooking show set, like Gordon Ramsay and stuff, like parodies of him are in there. Um, so they got all these crazy different parodies of these sets, uh, like video games, Mega Man. They got a Mario one. Yes. Um, they got a Zelda one, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, like everything you could possibly think of. Um, but then they did a board game one through board game geek, which is really cool. I really liked that because it was like a bunch of like call outs to games that I know that I research or look up all the time. So I was like, Oh, this is sweet. Well, this new giant expansion is coming out. Oh my bejesus. There's a lot of stuff in there. (laughs) Just so much stuff. Uh, let me see if I can try to pull some of it up because there is a lot of really cool things that are in here. Uh, as far as the, uh, I guess the, the, like those like sets that I was talking about. So I know that one of the sets for sure, which I can't believe they haven't done before is superheroes. I was like, Oh Oh. hell yeah. So they're doing a superhero set, which I'm really, really excited for. Uh, Another thing they're doing with this uh, box though, is they're trying to make it big enough to hold everything uh, because obviously they just keep pumping out sets. So they're trying to make this a bigger box with storage in there, which kind of sucks because I bought that storage tray thing for mine. Uh, which held everything fine. Oh, no. <clears throat> so now I'm going to have this extra tray. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> That's what they do. And they just it's like a Ziploc bag, tape it to the front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one's supposed to be able to hold everything. Um, uh, introduces a sixth player, I believe. So you can play with six people now, which is cool. As of now, it only you can only play up to five. Um, but yeah, so they got superheroes for the first time, which is cool. They got like a Sesame Street themed one, another board games one for people who didn't get the board game or board game geek one. So they got a different board games uh, thing coming out. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what's some of these are just kind of weird. They'd have like a money one coming out, uh, 90s music one, one which Ooh, I'm I got pretty... Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that one. Uh, they got like a twisted metal one coming out, which I'm excited for uh rappers which i never thought i'd want but goddamn better (laughs) believe i need it (laughs) um they have a toy story one coming out which is crazy um uh well it's called toy tales but yeah it's a a spoof on it uh oh they already these are all just like packs of cards yeah they're different yeah so each one of these sets comes with i think like 10 to 12 different cards that are somewhat based around the theme of the pack so, uh, like yeah. I said, with like toy tales, they'll probably have like different random kind of toys that are inside of this, uh, set that you would just include during the actual game itself. So normally in the game, you, you pull out certain sets, um, uh, and then you mix them in with a giant store deck and you just buy these cards and, and you have no idea what's on the other side of the card, which is really, really cool. That, that's what gives you the feeling of like, Oh, is this, is this the one that I want? Is this the one? Oh no, no, it's not. All right. This is the one. This is the one. Oh fuck. You're good. All right. And then you're just like really, really just pumped 
Oh, it's so, oh God, I love this. Game. <laughs> you have to go run around the parking lot a couple times. <laughs> the yep. game takes a long time to play. And then you fall on your knees and you're just like, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one's got all sorts of really cool sets. They got a Back to the Future one that's uh, going to be in there oh. called Back to the Past, which is funny. Uh, so there's all sorts of different themed decks, which I'm really, really excited for. Um, they're also, re- <laughs> I'm torn, dude. <laughs> back to that brilliant yeah (laughs) so if i don't know if i want to do this because it's too much money if i wanted to if i wanted to i could spend now normally this expansion with uh all the stretch goals and all the mini promos and stuff like that i mean it's a huge expansion with over 400 brand new cards uh and other gameplay modes and stuff like that it's gonna cost 60 bucks it's a, it's a good chunk of money, um, but I think it's well worth it when you're getting over 400 cards. That's a lot of cards, uh, plus a giant box to store everything in. It just makes sense to get, so I think $60 is... <laughs> so you're mostly just getting it for the box? <laughs> um, no, because the box I have is fine, and I think I even have a way of possibly fitting all of this stuff inside of the box that I currently have. The problem is, is they're also introducing uh, this... Uh, once if they get enough money to do it these trays so instead of them having uh instead of placing all the cards on these paper mats and stuff like that they're actually going to have these trays that you can put them in so it's not like everything's falling all over the place Uh, and that's completely you know if you just back the game you'll get that i like that's cool but i have a feeling that that's only going to fit in that box which is like shit well fuck now i'm not gonna be able to fit it in my other box um but i could technically spend 250 dollars and what I would get with that is I would actually – they would do an illustration of me, and I get to pick whatever pop culture parody that I want, and I would be put <laughs> – I'd be put into the game, and I'd be in everybody's damn box. What? Yeah. I don't That's know. That's crazy. It sounds amazing, but I don't know if I want to spend 250 fucking dollars. I mean, of course, with the 250 you'll get the expansion. You'll also get all the mini expansions that are coming out with this as well. You'll get a playmat and art book, which is cool. So you'll get an actual art book of the entirety game and all the illustrations and stuff like that. And a playmat, which Jeez. I can I can live with or without that because it has nothing to do with the game. Uh, it just kind of looks oh. cool. It's like one of those ma- mouse pad playmats, but I mean, it's just whatever. Uh, but then you get a Dice Master style. Yeah, very much Dice Master style. Um, but it doesn't have like. You know how in Dice Master you got all the card placements that you can put all the stuff with? And then yeah. the dice. This one's just a place to where you just place your cards it has no arrangement to it it's just like <laughs> it looks like it, it's for people who just have stru- i don't know it's mostly just That's a stupid weird. thing where you could just have cards in your hand and whatnot um and then you can put them on a table and it's just easy to pick the cards up i've never understood those kind of playmats i knew i mean i have one underneath my desk or underneath my keyboard but i use it for my mouse <laughs> because it's a fucking yeah. mouse pad basically <laughs> but it is a board that gaming mat but whatever but then you would also get a custom promo card in Collusion. This is your chance to get your favorite parody reference or even yourself on a card in Millennium Blades. So, Damn. You could be Sandra Bullock in the lake house. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I was your thinking, dreams are coming true. I, like, I wanted to do like Kid Nitro, but then I was like, well, they've already got the Mega Man set, so I don't want to do that. Um, but I don't know. I'll, I'll try to... I don't want to cough up 250 bucks just yeah, to put, my, my, put myself in a game. I've already made enough games. I'll put myself in all of them. 
Um, <laughs> and then, of course, with this, they That's also true. have the two mini uh, mini expansions that are going to come out with this, which I think was only $5 extra, which is included with the, the $60 charge. Um, so basically, it's just a bunch of games that are out, like board games that are out currently, who also want to sponsor this. So they included their artwork from those games art that are in here, which is really cool, like Gruff or Dice Throne or Burgle Bros or... All sorts of different games that are that have come out. There's a Street Masters game, which is a lot like Street Fighter. Uh, so you have a bunch of characters with those art, those artworks in there included. So <laughs> nice. Um, I'm really excited mm-hmm. for Millennium Blades. Anytime I can get more Millennium Blades, the more the merrier. This is definitely one of my favorite games. I think I ranked it like number four or five of all time, just because it gives me that feel from when I was a kid, to where I did I don't have yeah. to buy a bunch of packs of cards and stuff like that to get that feeling this game somehow gives me that feeling every time i throw down these giant <laughs> stacks of cash which is what the currency of this game is you throw that stack down and you're like oh, i hope this is a card i can use and you're like oh shit no it's not <laughs> so and then you're like <laughs> trying to sell cards to get more money so you can buy more cards it's such a unique game where you're just like going back and forth and trying to buy shit and sell shit to buy more shit or you can fuse cards by like <laughs> discarding a bunch of cards that you don't need any longer and you can discard them all to buy uh, certain promo cards or what they're called in here. Um, so Ooh. they, they call it fusion. So you fuse the cards together to make a, a really badass card. If you can discard, I think nine cards, you get just like a super fucking badass like gold promo card. You're like, Oh my God, this is going to be good. So, um, <laughs> I really, really love this game. That's this awesome. game just makes me so goddamn hard every time I play it. <laughs> it's incredible. I remember we played it the last time we went out there and it was a lot of, fun i hope we can play that again when we go out there in uh in june yeah for sure man June i'm definitely down to play whatever games uh i've got uh shelves of them so um but yeah i mean i love millennium blades that's true you probably (laughs) can't see some of them uh mostly just probably a bunch of pop figures and pokeballs (laughs) but make your own game with those (laughs) i do every night (laughs) Um, but yeah Millennium Blades, definitely check it out. The Kickstarter is supposed to be hitting the uh, the webpage, I think, on the 8th of February. So if you're interested, which I doubt any of you are because I don't think anybody else listens, uh, definitely hit up <laughs> Millennium Blades because I think it's a fantastic game. There's also an option that if you want to go all in, kind of like if you don't have any of the Millennium Blades stuff and you're, you're this is something that you're interested in getting, um, there was another expansion that came out just before this called Set Rotation, which was another huge expansion. Um, but you can get the base game, the set rotation expansion, this expansion collusion, um, the six pre-existing mini expansions that came out. Um, the only expansion that's not included in this was the board game geek one. So if you want that, you'll have to go hmm. through board game geek. Cause that was like a promo set. I don't even know if they still have it. They might. Um, but then all the crossover promo cards and all unlock stretch goals, all that shit, including, uh, the millennium blades art. uh, playmat and art book so basically everything that's ever come out with this game like i said minus i think one card and the board game geek stuff uh for 220 dollars, which i th- sounds expensive but the game itself is about i think 70 dollars msrp then the other expansion was another like 60 bucks and then this expansion 60 dollars plus all those mini expansions sold separately are 10 dollars each so i mean you're definitely getting your money's worth if that's something that any of you are interested in um or you just if you've already got it all and you just want to get the regular stuff, you can just go ahead and pledge 60 bucks, get yourself all that sweet, sweet collusion and uh, crossover promo packs. 
that's so much money. <laughs> like, I mean, I, could, I definitely see why it's that much money, but man, like you could pretty much buy like a, a video game console for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Board games. And you can play have, many different games on board games have become more and more and more expensive as time has gone on. Um, and the thing is, is like they become more expensive, but it's not like the quality is there, I guess. It's not mm-hmm. like you're getting cheap yeah. quality cards or anything like that. When I mean, the Mace game, I think, comes with over 1,000 cards. Um, and then if I go back to, like, Quest for the Lost Pixel, which is a game that I make through Game Crafter, that's well over 100 bucks if you want everything for just the base game of that goddamn game because it costs so much money yeah. to make cards and uh, print it all. And I mean, printer ink alone probably costs a bajillion dollars. So, I mean... Uh, it's definitely going somewhere, but yeah, 220 bucks is a lot of money for sure. Of course, that's if you want everything. I've already got everything, and I just want this yeah. expansion. Which yeah, I guess up- it's better when you when you buy it in bursts instead of all at once. <laughs> yeah. You don't notice how much you're spending on it exactly. if you just buy a little bit here and there. Exactly. I think I got – I don't even oh, – fuck, man, I don't remember. I know I did the Kickstarter for this. I think it was the first Kickstarter I ever did was this. Let me take a look. It'll show me which was my first. Oh, come on, really? I gotta verify my password. <laughs> um, yeah, it was the very first one I ever did. It was the Millennium Blades reprint of the game. Um, and I think because I already had the game, I bought it at a store because I couldn't wait for it. I bought it at Gabby's, but uh, I missed the first Kickstarter, so I just decided to get set rotation and all five mini expansions, and that's what. I mean, that was $66 at the time. Wow. Is what I backed it for. But I was like, fuck, I love Millennium Blades. I love the idea of Millennium Blades so much. So I was like, I have to get this game. It just it's, This idea is so good, they can't fuck it up. I know. And they already had <laughs> they a do. successful Kickstarter, so I knew I wasn't just throwing money at a Kickstarter and probably going to lose it. But then, of course, by the same people who made Millennium Blades, the second uh, Kickstarter I ever did, Mega Man Pixel Tactics. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. I was like, God damn, got to get that. Got to give me that right there. They are doing the right, the Lord's work in this world. I know. I'm telling you. Yeah, that company is called Level 99 Games. They do an amazing, amazing job. There's another game I wish I would have gotten into so I didn't have to buy it all in chunks or buy it all at once. I wish I bought it in chunks, uh, which is basically Street Fighter in a box where oh. it's uh, you get some cards and you're trying to pull out really cool combos just like you would in a Street Fighter game. So you're like, oh, I'm going to do a punch kick, and then I'll do my special attack. And then the other person's also choosing which combo of cards they want to use. And then whoever has the higher initiative or higher speed, they get to do their combo first, which can kind of throw your cards off. So it's it's mm. like, which one do I want to do first? Should I go faster or should I go slower? Maybe I want to do more of a range just in case he pushes me back or he blocks. So it's all this crazy tactical thinking. It's like, oh. But, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's so much in that game now that – if you want to get it all, you'd be spending, I think, 300 bucks. It's too much money for me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. They, they, oh that God. game has way more expansions than Millennium Blades does. That game is a monster. There's probably around 200 different characters, all of them with their own separate cards. It's insane how many people that they have. Level 99 has this thing where they don't give you just a game. They try to incorporate as many game modes so you don't get bored with their games. Like with Pixel Tactics, we we know it as just like the playing the you know the tactical way, 
and we just pull out like random cards out of the box and we just hope for like a really cool 25 where there's like a drafting mode yeah. or there's a cool like tournament mode where you get like based sets like uh we start off with the same 25 and we just try to do the best we can with what we've got but both of us have the exact same characters so there's that mode oh, okay there's also a location mode which really changes up the whole game gameplay where like uh, certain things are happening where it's just like, oh, I could place this guy down, but unfortunately because of this location, I can't because I, he could only be placed in a certain area. So there's, there's all sorts of different ways. And it's the same thing with the Street Fighter game. There's even like a dungeon mode in that Street Fighter game. Uh, the game's called, uh, oh, God damn it, Battle Line, I think, or something like that. <laughs> Battle. I think huh. it's called, oh, no, Battle. Oh, God damn it. Battle. Con? Maybe it's Battle Con. I don't know. Is it really... Street Fighter BattleCon, or they just call it BattleCon and they try to call bury it the Street Fighter Con. aspect? They really. call it BattleCon, but it's not actual Street Fighter guys. It's just there's essence of the Street Fighter guys in them because oh, okay. obviously they couldn't get the rights for Street Fighter, so they they bring in characters very much like those Street Fighter oh. street, street Fighters. I thought they thought they actually got them because they got the Mega Man right, so might yeah. as well. Well, they got <laughs> it through another company, uh, which is who did the Mega Man board game which they dumped all over, but thankfully level 99 knows how to make games. So, uh, <laughs> Jasco games who has the rights to most of the Capcom stuff said, yeah, we'd like to work with you level 99 to make a pixel tactics game. They gave the rights to level 99 f- through Jasco to do this game. Um, and then the rest of history, we got Mega Man pixel, pixel tactics, but it was designed by the guy who works at uh, level 99, not so much Jasco who fingered Mega Man's buffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he can't absorb that power no he, can't. Or he doesn't want to anyway no, no he <laughs> part of that but yeah that's pretty much it man i've done a, quite a few kickstarters since then boy oh boy um mm. i'm waiting on one two. if they do a kickstarter for Mega Man pixel tactics expansions then i'm in <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be in i don't know what they would even add besides seven eight nine ten and eleven i guess yeah, or just oh, do no, they a did. whole X make my next version. Oh, I would be in for that too. as well. They did nine and ten. I forgot they did that. They just couldn't get seven or eight because they wanted to stick with the pixel tech or the pixel graphics, pixel tech, yeah. pixel graphics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wonder because I know that they they exist out there in the world somewhere. Um, I wonder if Capcom will ever approve doing the pixel versions of them because I also know there's pixel versions of eleven as well. So yeah. We'll see. They're not as cool because, man, they get wacky with the 11 ones. <laughs> yeah, they did. But I liked them. I, I enjoyed that game. Yeah. Speaking of Capcom, hopefully by the next episode, I'll be able to talk a little bit about Resident Evil 2. Yeah, did it the, download? Uh, the remake that just came out. I think so. Uh, it was downloading before I left to go get lunch, so hopefully by now it's finally done. So nice. after this, I'll probably try to play it and... See how it is. Yeah, I might try See to play it as well. Oh, dude, I'm going to shit all over my couch. Like, I'm going to have to throw <laughs> my couch out. I'll probably try to play it. i got to work on my car a little bit because I'm trying to replace the headlights. But then after I'm done with that, I'll probably get up here. And It sounds like such terrible weather to try to fucking deal with headlights. No, the weather here is good. <laughs> really negative 52. No, really? that's over by you. Negative 52. No, that's over oh, by okay. you guys. Uh, you guys with wind chill is negative 52. No. Oh, I didn't feel that bad. Oh, I don't know. I just saw it on the news through WGN. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Negative 52. Yeah, I was like, how are you living right now? 
Yeah, I thought I thought I put down for you guys it was negative fifty two because I talked to Veda the other day and she's like, yeah, it's supposed to be negative thirty. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> what are you stupid? <laughs> and she's like, no, it is. I heard it was supposed to be negative thirty. And then I saw on WGN when I was waiting to get my windows tinted, um, that was negative fifty two with wind chill. I was like, what the fuck? That's colder than Alaska. And I looked and it was in fact colder than Alaska. Over here it's like fifty Damn. degrees. It's oh, pretty, nice. It's very nice over here right now. You're probably just going to wear a t-shirt down there to go fix my car or put the headlights in my car. So lucky. <laughs> I got to bundle up every inch of me before I step outside. We're all the underwears. <laughs> For different reasons, of course. On my face and everything. <laughs> Wearing to cover my eye holes. <laughs> mm, precious eye holes. I'm very excited about this game, though. Very, very, very excited. It sounds like they really knocked it out of the park with this one. All the reviews seem to be super glowing. Everyone's saying it's like the the, the game to play for 2019. Which is insane because it's just a remake of an old game, but people are raving about yeah. it. And it's great. I'm glad that it's doing so well. It's a great idea because the game, I mean, the old... The- the way the cameras were set up in the old one is just very hard to play these days. So going back and just redoing it, keeping the sim, I'm assuming it's a similar story. They didn't change the story too much, I would imagine. I don't think so. But like just redoing all of that, yeah. But with better better play mechanics is a great idea. I You've heard, got a game people like, so why not make it even better? That's true. I heard that with even, with the, uh, even with this, it's pretty much the exact same story. They only included one new location and one new creature or monster. Oh. So I don't know what any of that is. I don't know the creature or the monster, or the location, any of that stuff, because I never played the, the original. But, um, yeah, I'm probably going to give it a try. I'm probably going to sh- just straight shit everywhere. We should just, like, <laughs> we should play together so we could talk each other through it so it's like we're not alone. <laughs> I'm going to shit my pants, dude. I'm going to be so scared. I'm going to be so terrified. Uh, I like playing games like solitaire <laughs> games with other people though because then I always like make it almost like a competition. It's like, oh, I'm this far, and then you say, no, I'm further. And I'm like, fuck! All right, I gotta sit here and play along. Like when we did Pokemon Go, and you're like, oh, I'm this far. I was like, well, now I gotta work harder. I gotta have to get harder. At this. <laughs> I'm hard now. Yep. And then you were ahead of me for the longest, longest time. Yep. And now you. I was like, well, this is never out of the water. Because... But then you gave up. <laughs> Well, I got all the Pokemon that I wanted for Pokemon uh, Let's yeah. Go. That was the whole reason why I got back into it in the first place. It's like, fuck, I want to get all the the Alolans as I can because I heard you could bring the Alolan Pokemon into uh, Let's Go. And then it was only taking the first 151. I was like, fuck, let's do this. And I tried to get Mew, but I couldn't find any more Magikarps. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I've already got a Gyarados. I don't give a <sighs> shit anymore. <laughs> I know. That was the worst part of that whole quest. I don't know why they did that. Especially after probably most people had a Gyarados already. They should just accept it that I've already evolved a Magikarp at some point yeah. while I was playing. I hate that I had to do it during that quest. I only had like 24 goddamn candies. Like, really? Yeah. It was literally, I think it came up probably two weeks after I evolved my Magikarp into a Gyarados. Oh, I know. Like, God damn it. I saw that. And I was like, oh, God, that is ridiculous. Stupid game. Pure trash. Yep. All right. Well, I don't know if we got anything else left to say. Unless you got more stuff to say. You got more stuff to say? Uh, not really. I mean, I am really hitting a wall with uh, with new comic books. <laughs> I haven't really talked about this on the show yet, but man, comics are just getting so terrible that uh, I really am getting very close to swearing off like modern day Marvel comics because they, they just don't want people's money. 
it's become clear that they don't want people to actually pay them any money because they don't want to make anything that's at all entertaining. They just want to preach fucking SJW bullshit. Uh, like the Immortal Hulk is one of the few comics I still read. It's been pretty good so far. It's like 11 issues in. It's kind of like taking the Hulk back to like his kind of horror roots almost, really focusing on like the Jekyll and Hyde type aspects of it and kind of making it this pulpy kind of dark storyline and that kind of thing involving like devils and that kind of shit. So it's like it's been kind of cool. It's been a good, you know, solid kind of horror-esque comic. I hear a butt uh, there's coming. Been, yep. <laughs> Till issue 11. There was there's been this uh, like recurring character throughout this 11 issues of this uh, this black woman. She's like a reporter who's been trying to track down the Hulk now that he's back. Um, She's apparently got some kind of an axe to grind against him. Uh, He like destroyed her home with her dad, you know, way back in the day in one of his rampages, blah, blah, blah. But so this issue 10 ends with them basically getting sucked into hell and issue 11 then. Right after, essentially, they get sucked into hell, she starts yelling at the Hulk for having white privilege. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? This is the single dumbest thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And she's just complaining and be like, eh, like, you're always breaking stuff, and the Avengers just want to help you and try to, you know, bring you back and stuff. But if a black person ever gets angry, they just get shot. It's like... Uh, I don't think that's what happens. <laughs> I think you're grossly exaggerating here. <laughs> I'm so angry. And she basically just, it was the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. And I've, I've read comic books since I was, you know, seventh or eighth grade. Um, I've never really been ashamed <laughs> of it, even though some people see them as being for kids. I've always been a firm supporter of comics, but this was the first time where I was just like, I feel very ashamed of myself for having read this piece of shit. <laughs> like, this is awful. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's not like this is an isolated thing. There's just more and more of this stuff. It's like, why are you shoving this in there? This is so dumb. I think so what it fucking is, it's, dumb. It's become so mainstream, and now probably people have, like, come to the point in, in their lives where they're like, well, now we got to get on comics. Got to get on comics yeah. now. Because a lot more people are reading them, probably, and they're like, well, this seems a little... Um, uh, pretty fucked up. A little racist, you think? So let's uh, let's bring that in. Let's bring that in. Yep. Um, uh, let's get a little politically correct inside these fictional comics. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Basically, all of the the writers that they hire are fucking huge liberal SJW like fanatics on Twitter and stuff. So you can tell what direction they're trying to go. They don't care about actually telling it interesting stories anymore. It's all just, just, we want to push this agenda. We don't care if it's interesting. We don't really care if you buy the books. Sales are plummeting. Like the comic book industry is in bad, bad shape, but they, they're not learning their lesson. They're not fucking trying to change, trying to actually, you know, sell a good product. It's just, it's really gotten terrible and I'm really getting, Close to just walking away from it and just buying up more back issues to read. Damn. Are other people also feeling the same? I know you said that the sales are plummeting, but is it because of the same thing or? I don't know. I I don't listen to reviews on comics, but I'm actually kind of curious to actually see if people have the same view uh, or because, I mean, it's getting so out of hand. You get one or two people complaining and they have to change thousands and thousands and thousands of people who actually do read it because one or two people decide to open their mouth. Yeah. 
It's uh, I mean, there's tons of YouTube channels all complaining about the same issue. Like there is a there's a lot of people who are having this problem. It's not an isolated thing. And they just don't care. Like people will literally like write letters or send tweets or whatever, trying to be like, hey, this is dumb. Stop doing this. And they just brand you as like a Nazi because you don't agree with them. And they they're just so in, up their own asses. And this is the way it's got to be. And, you know, we're not going to listen or take any criticism. And if you, you fucking don't like it, then you're part of the problem. And it's like, well, this is your readership. <laughs> These are the people who actually buy your, your product. Like, maybe you should actually give them, you know, something that they might enjoy, which is what these are supposed to be. Damn. Just stories that people can relate to and enjoy, not you just preaching your stupid stuff as. Right. Oh, man, that's so unfortunate. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad times. Hmm. Gross. So, yeah, we'll see. See if, uh, <laughs> if I do end up just walking away, which uh, it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah, now yeah. I'm interested oh. to see what other people have to say. I mean, not that I need to, but I just, I want to, it's like getting confirmation. Like, yep, <laughs> yeah. these fucking comic book writers are pieces of shit. <laughs> yep. You hear like some of the, some of the behind the scenes stories and just like, yeah. It sounds like it's a terrible place to work nowadays, which is so sad because, like, it used to be it seemed like Marvel was such a fun place. Like when Stanley was running everything and doing all that stuff, it was just a fun place to work. People were having a good time. Like there wasn't this just atmosphere of fear <laughs> that you're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. And it's just it's so dumb. What was the the issue, the, uh, the story, the Hulk story called the series? Um, uh, The Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. Number right. I want to say it was number 11. All right. Yeah. I'll probably take a gander at that. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> I need to know now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got. All right. That's interesting. Interesting stuff indeed. All right, cool. Well, I think that's about yep. it here for the uh, the original Jenksters. Uh, well, I guess I'll just end it right here. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip. And have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye, Cody. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Suzanne. I hate you, Suzanne. You always talk about pie. Bye, Penny. Bye, everybody. Everything.